Beginning Transmission 72, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man number 1, Miles Morales, File under Spider-Man. Spider-Man Spider does whatever a spider can, spins a web any size, catches thieves just like guys, look out, here comes the Spider-Man. すべての中に使用として音ではないような完了プロセスで芸能です。<笑><笑> I'm too sober for this shit. Rock and roll! I'm Pickle Rick! Fuck it, we'll do it live! Do it live! <laughs> hey, welcome to episode 72 of the Funny Books of Firewater podcast. We are finishing up our month of Spider-Man comics with Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Volume 1. Not to be confused with the last Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Volume 1, but this is the one that has Miles Morales getting his powers. Adam is surprised by that fact. He read Miles Morales number one, I'm guessing. Is that yes, correct, Adam? Yes, you spoiling know, it already. Yeah, so there, yeah. there's... It, when I, I looked at Ultimate Comics when I was around, so I, actually, I read this this whole series when it was coming out yeah. issue by issue. It downloaded this one that had like Blackheart in it, it has powers. I'm like, I don't remember this. And like, maybe I was just high back then or something. But no, I there, there's a, a new Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man comic series, which is actually really good. So I can yeah. see. Yeah, this is why that. the Ultimate Universe fucking sucks and why the comics industry sucks <laughs> right now because everything is issue one. Yes. Yes, but um, it's, it's always, if you read the Miles Morales one and not just Ultimate Spider-Man one, it's really good. It's a but lot it's of also fun. Ultimate Comics Spider-Man number one because yeah, Ultimate so, Spider-Man number one is the one from like the, the early two thousands that. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll make sure to post a link to the actual. There one is you can actually if, if if you go to our website, um, it, we have the coming attractions, whatever, or upcoming our calendar thing. You can actually click on a link into it, and it will take you to the Comicsology of the actual book that we are reading. Uh, Fuck, to link man, to why don't we know about this? We have to keep texting each other. What are we reading next? I've been posting <laughs> it. It's been on there for a long time. It's Sorry that you're not a regular visitor to our website. Damn it! Anyway, a non-regular web, uh, visitor to our website we have in Utah, we have Todd. Hi, this is Todd. You can find me on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. You can find me listening gleefully to Bored as Hell. <laughs> Yay! Because having a nice version of Adam that's just so... <laughs> I just find with no end to the hilarity. PG Adam. <laughs> PG Adam is just awesome. I'm like, I need some PG Adam. Do, 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 do. So that's where I hang out most of the time, and then we all have day jobs. So that's about all that's going on with me right now. So yeah. Rock on. Speaking of bored as hell, we have Adam. 
Hey, what's up everyone? It's Adam, film critic and reviews editor for Big Train Robot. Also the co-host of the Board as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Hi Andy. Andy. Hi, Hi Andy. Andy. By the time this comes out, uh, I will. we will all know what panels we're on for Comic-Con. Hopefully mm-hmm. soon. God, we, we've said that for like the last three weeks. The other thing we've said for like the last three weeks is we have big news to announce, and we do, but there are other things holding it up, so we keep not announcing it. So like, I am sorry for those of you who are really waiting for the big news, and you're going to be ultimately really disappointed, but we, we have been working on something. We're very excited about it. Just other things in the process have held things up. Yes. So, so, you know. Yes, the news is upcoming, <laughs> yeah. and we promise one day, maybe like five years from now, it'll, it'll come true, so... Uh, but yeah, just yeah. doing that and existing. So, yay. Uh, also existing and, uh, you know, getting ready to live fiercely tonight, we have Q. Hi, everyone. I'm Q, uh, costume designer, drag queen extraordinaire. Uh, so I'm currently, um, I just finished fixing my nails for this evening. I got a drag show tonight. Miss Demanda Martini is making a an appearance at the Expedition Missy party. Um I honestly really don't know what this is. A new friend of mine uh, who knows that I do drag asked me to be a part of this party that he's doing tonight. So here we go. I I got my wig ready. I bought a new dress. Um, You know, I just shaved everything and fresh out of the shower. Um, So when we're done here, I'm going to be leaving to head over there. So how long are your fake nails? Are they like... Like overly, like outlandishly long? No, no. I, I because I find that if, if I try to use those, first of all, they're hard to find here in dear old uh, Southern Maryland. Uh-huh. Um, like at least nice ones. Like I can get like the the, the really shitty ones that are like still square and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the the ones that I buy are um, they already look like they're a French manicure, but I usually paint them or put like jam berries, love my jams, um, over them. And they're, they're like about an inch off my finger. Not, okay. not, not too crazy, but if you're not wearing nails, you're not doing drag. Words to live by, really. That I, is, that I is, want that on a pillow. That should be like our, our like, theme. It is, I believe Alaska Thunderfuck is the first one who said that, or it could have been <laughs> Alyssa Edwards. But that, that's definitely a RuPaul's Drag, drag oh, Race group. Spe- speaking of uh, Drag Race, actually, uh, this Monday, well, it'll be weeks past, but Monday, Eddie and I have uh, tickets to the War on the Catwalk with the, a bunch Ooh. of the season nine queen. Uh-huh. And we're getting to go do a whole little uh, meet and greet with them, too. So. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Tell, them, tell them that they're all terrible. Um, <laughs> Valentina, you're a model. You're a model. You come oh, out wearing a awful. fucking diaper and you'd be like, oh, Valentina, your beautiful <laughs> smile. Um, so anyway, uh, we're actually gearing up for auditions for the Christmas Schooner. Um, I just got an email today for our first production meeting for Boeing Boeing, which is after that. Um, so things are just moving right along forward. I'm already getting requests to borrow the costumes from Sister Act which is craziness. I don't think that we're going to lend them out to um, competing theaters. Um, there is a high school, however, that has asked for them in high school. We'd rather help them out than um, ha- let someone else be nominated for my beautiful costumes. Latino <laughs> Shade. Uh, our next cabaret, which we are calling Demanda's House of Horrors and Show Tunes. Um, is it it's- H-O-R-R-S or W-H-O-R? Oh, God. Well, my friend hasn't done the, um, the, the poster yet, so we might change it to and show tunes so that's going to be October 29th at the New Deal uh, Cafe um, over in Greenbelt, Maryland Uh, we're really excited about that we're already talking about um, 
what songs we're doing. Um, we've got some new cast members, which is exciting. Um, we're doing a lot more like uh, group numbers and trios, which is which is going to be much more fun. Uh, I'm also doing a Beyonce song, so you're welcome, America. Um, <laughs> So, so that's gonna be fun, uh, and I, uh, my friends are still trying to get me to do Awesome Con, which I do want to talk to you guys uh, a little bit about that. And a little bit that's uh, Awesome Con is kind of the the um, Washington mm-hmm. D.C. Comic Con. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Cool. And uh, hi, I'm Brian. I'm the cat wrangler slash host slash whatever on this. Uh, sound designer based out of Southern California. Currently working on a video game called Killing Comma My Friend and nothing else, although things in the works. Uh, so moving forward, we this week, like we said before, we are doing Ultimate Comics Volume 1. This is the Miles Morales run. So to try to get you up to date, there is Ultimate Comics, or no, Ultimate Spider-Man, which was written by Brian Michael Bendis, who also wrote these other books, so that doesn't help you at all. Nope. Uh, but it started out in the 2000s, and every trade alternates between a red and a blue spine, which looks great on your bookshelf, but it's not going to help you on this one. Then, there was Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, which ran for four trades and ended in The Death of Spider-Man, which we read last week. Then, there is another Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, Volume 1, and this is post-Death of Spider-Man, which we talked about last week, and this is where our new character, Miles Morales, Alice, uh, who is, I think, half black and half Hispanic, if I remember correctly. I um, the boxes. I don't know. Yes. yes. Yeah, you know, uh, a student in New York who he ends up taking up the mantle of Spider-Man, and this is the story of how that happens. I know it's confusing, but I think that it's worth it, but we'll check, we'll check with everybody. So we're going to go into our votes and see if all of us here agree that you should read this or should not read this. So... So I've been asked by the judge to be the foreman. And I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener. Along with each vote. Our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. Who is the bond? I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. On our votes, uh, Todd, what's your vote? Read it. Yes. Read it? Cool. Uh, Q, what's your vote? Sure. Sure. Adam, what do you say? Uh, going off memory, yes. <laughs> okay. And I have to say yes because I recommended this book, but I, I read this book a while ago and then I reread it and I still love this book. I think it's really fun. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoy it. So yes, so that moves on. So I guess that's going to take us into drinking games. We're like plowing through right now, but Q has mm-hmm. places to go. So. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Q, do you have a drinking game? Yes, yeah, so uh, my drinking game is called, Well, That's New. So, uh, <laughs> this book takes place in the Ultimate Universe, and I tread lightly in the Ultimate Universe because it did take such a weird and crazy and sometimes terrible turn. Um, they try to make it current, more realistic, um, and that honestly just meant m- much more death, kind of like what we talked about in our previous thing where they actually killed Spider-Man. So no spoilers, because you just listened to the episode last week. Ooh, and yeah. um, 
So anytime something is vastly different from your memory, meaning like the the uh, you know regular Marvel universe, take a drink. Todd, do you have a drinking game rule? Yeah, on this was I didn't know he could do that. Every time you watch Spider-Man doing their thing and he uh, seems to have a new power or something else going on that you weren't aware Spider-Man had before, take a drink. Okay, uh, I'm going to say this hesitantly. Someone double-check me because I'm doing this from memory because I didn't actually write one down. But I'm going to do the spider, the uh, the superhero cliche, which is every time someone brings up a, a superhero cliche, mainly his friend brings them up all the time, take a drink. Is that still in this book? Am, am I remembering that correctly, or is that not a good rule? Uh, I read this too long ago. It's okay. an okay game. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. E- either you're going to drink a lot or you're not going to drink at all. Go there for you it. Go. Either way. Enjoy it. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I was taking notes. We read all these a while ago, uh-huh. and I go and look at my notes and go, "Oh shit, I don't have a, a drinking game for this." So I'm doing that one off of memory. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, does anybody have any? I mean, we need to preview any of this before anybody have any forewarnings before jumping into this book. No, um, I don't think so. No. Um, no I mean, I mean, so, so I mean, we just talked about the book that directly precedes this and kind of yeah. even overlaps a bit, which is the death of Spider-Man, um, yes. the Ultimate Universe. So I mean, this just kind of. Um, you know, a new take. Uh, you know, there, there's a, there's new experiments, and somehow, you know, Miles Morales is, you know, is the new Spider-Man. That's it. Yeah. Really. Wackiness ensues. Um, yep. Yeah. Cool. And if nobody else says that, so then we will take our little bit of break, uh, shockingly efficient, and uh, we will join you back up on the flip side, and we will spoil the shit out of it. So here's your t- chance to go and read the book, if you so choose, if you don't so choose, which we all recommend that you should probably read it, because it's actually pretty good. Uh, you know, you can just listen to us spoil it, and then we'll kind of talk about it ad nauseum and probably, you know, go on random side notes and tangents, and, you know, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, we will see you on the flip side. If you have yet to read this week's book... And we'd like to read it now. Press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. So we've got a new listener in my sister's husband, Ralph, who's in Maryland, by the way. I discovered this. Where where is he at in Maryland? They live in Old Town, Alexandria. Oh, oh, that's right. Well, that's Virginia. Sorry. It's the, it's the east coast. Hold your breath, you cross state. That is true. So, that is very true. But yeah, but we'll see how it goes because all our fun on Facebook and social media is like, oh, I should check this out. I'm like, we'll see how this goes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I was I I uh, I was just hanging out with my former professor from college, Bruce, who Q knows, mm-hmm. um, like earlier today, and he was like, "So where do I find your podcast?" And I was like, "Oh no, I don't know if I want you listening to that." Bruce is cool. He is, and like that's fine. It's just it's I don't know. It's that adult authority figure. I just sort of revert. You know what I mean? Like it's just that's just how it is. Like. Like even when I was designing shows at Lyric with you know like even former professors of mine like and it's a it's weird because I'm now like the professional which mm-hmm. yes I do do this for a living all day and I'm not in the education world it's still I fall into that like trap like I was doing this uh, speech of you know talking about sound design stuff that for a bunch of people who'd paid extra money to hang out with designers and actors which okay cool whatever <laughs> and like the uh, the artistic director is a former professor of mine and so she's kind of asking me to talk about stuff and I, I keep kind of looking at her like I'm. Like, A, there were these broad topics, but B, I'm just like, am I fulfilling the assignment? Like, I'm looking at her like, is, <laughs> Are you is, <laughs> yeah. is, this, is this right? Is this what you wanted to talk to me about? It was really funny. Like, it was, it was just very weird. Like, it's just, you get in that headspace and you're just so used to things. So, it's how it goes. But, 
Anyway, yeah, I mean, cool. It, I mean, it took me a long time and uh, to no, to no longer call my high school teachers Mister and Mrs. Like, I was really oh, yeah. glad that at USU yeah. it was easy to like. You know, no one, everyone was on a first name basis except Doctor, Professor, Director, and Berkeley. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but like, but yeah, like it took me a long time. Um, you know, my former um, theater teacher who I mentioned um, passed away last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me a long time to call him Jim. Granted, he he was fine with j- just us calling him Carp anyway. But it was mm-hmm. I was like, you know, Doctor Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> um, <but> anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, well, Q, are you mm-hmm. ready to do what you're put on the surface yeah, to do? Sure. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, then we are going to go into what we like to call the lightning round. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Lightning round begins now. <laughs> All right, so this book opens up with um, Norman Osborn and um, some other scientists creating new spiders to try to replicate the Spider-Man kind of formula, and one of them escapes uh, the, I believe his name is the Prowler, at least I think it is yes. in the... Uh, in the, in the regular universe. He breaks into that laboratory, steals money, but the spider also gets away with him. Uh, the Prowler happens to be uh, our new hero, Miles Morales' uncle, who he goes to visit. Uh, Miles wins a lottery that gets him into a very prestigious school, which is awesome. So he goes to visit his uncle, he gets bit by the spider, he freaks out, and then he has superpowers, one of which is camouflage, um, which I didn't know that spiders have camouflage powers, but sounds good. Little, fucker, little um, fuckers blend in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so so anyway, um, he goes to talk to his best friend, who is, uh, if you saw the new Spider-Man movie, that's who that character is based off of, uh, which is pretty cool. He's a he's a pretty fun character. Um, he also has some kind of external static ability. So Spider-Man has always had uh, a static uh, cling kind of ability, which is help, which is what makes him walk up walls. But uh, Miles can apparently also um, externalize it and create electrical shocks, which again. Again, something new. Take a drink. His friend, I'm sorry, what's his name again? Are they call him like Genki or something Genki, like that? Yeah. yeah I, I, sure. He, his, his friend is trying to convince him to, uh, dude, you're, you're a superhero. And he's like, uh, no, I'm not. I'm just a kid with powers. And especially at this time in the Ultimate Universe, uh, the mutants had all been tracked down and put in concentration camps. So he is not trying to be anybody with powers right now. Especially after the whole ultimatum thing where a bunch of people died. Um, although apparently New York is still super populated, even though like Magneto killed like every quote everyone in New York, which is why those kind of stories never work. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. So you find out that uh, Miles' dad doesn't want him to hang out with his uncle because obviously he's a criminal and that his dad had also gone to prison before. Um, so he's very sad and he doesn't want to use his power. So he goes to the school um, and he, you know, discovers that he's got more powers. His friend is like, dude, this is so cool. Like, you're a superhero. And he's like, no, he's not. So he actually goes um, and helps save um, this woman and her kid. Um, in a burning building and he thinks it's really cool. Um, but then he's like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. So he's, so he goes to school, um, electro, uh, no, he has a dream, but electro. So then, um, we, this is where we kind of overlap with the story previous. So Miles goes out to see what's going on. Cause Spider-Man is under attack from the Sinister Six. Um, Spider-Man then dies, and Miles is like, um, you know, Spider-Man's dead, and there wasn't anything I could do to save him, and he meets Gwen Stacy, so he decides that he's gonna wear, um, a version of the spider suit and try to go out and save people. He meets this guy named the Kangaroo, who, uh, he kind of fights with, um, and, and, (laughs) oh, there's another running, there's another fun thing, uh, this is in poor taste. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Someone yeah. tells him that that costume is in poor taste, which really only happens in issue three. Um, I should retroactively be, make that my drinking game. I might yeah, have to do that. That Because that, that, the first part of it's like, hey, you know that's in poor taste, right? <laughs> um, so then he is uh, found by Spider-Woman, who, ultimate universe, in an ultimate twist, Spider-Woman is Jessica Drew, but she's actually the Spider-Clone. If you remember from the regular Marvel Universe, there was the whole clone saga where there was a clone of Spider-Man, blah, 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 blah. Well, in the ultimate universe, it's a female clone uh, who takes the name Jessica Drew, and she's like, uh, this is a this is in poor taste. <laughs> and um, she takes him into S.H.I.E.L.D., and um, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent's like, you know, who is this kid? Um, and, you know, they already know who he is. So in all of that, Electro uh, wakes up and goes and uh, and escapes and starts to attack the city. The Ultimates um, try to take him down. But with the help of the new Spider-Man, it seems as though he's killed. I don't know. It's the Ultimate Universe. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, uh, with Jessica Drew's blessing, he gets a new Spider-Man um, outfit and becomes Spider-Man. And then there's, like, some backup stories that kind of nobody cares about. Um, Reed Richards, who's an asshole in the Ultimate Universe, I guess, is trying to do stuff. And then Valerie Cooper is also trying to do stuff. And again, nobody cares. Um, and so and, 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 and that goes into a story where you find out that uh, the U.S. government actually created mutants. Again, nobody cares. Nobody cares! There we go. The end. The end. Oh shit. Oh shit. Okay. I'm okay. I almost <laughs> did the thing. I almost did the thing where I because I, I do the side scroll thing when I'm looking at things and if I scroll too far over, it scrolls me on pages on Chrome mm-hmm. and then I like log off and then I have to lock back on and it fucks it up and stuff like that. So I was like, I saw the error come like, oh no wait, but no back back back. Sorry, that was totally like. <laughs> so that was um, going off shit. the the thing is that this book is actually a quick read. I mean, I think that's the fastest lightning round mm-hmm. that I've ever yeah, done. Yeah, probably it was yeah. a legit lightning round. Like, there's not a whole lot that happens. Like every book has sort of, like, one little plot point that that, that is made. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's a pretty easy book to read, so obviously it's good for new readers, it's good for, you know, kind of younger readers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's not a whole lot to really be bogged down as far as continuity, because once again, it's the Ultimate Universe, which their whole point is to not care about um, continuity anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it's a young hero, uh, which, is, you know, is good for younger readers, um, he's he's much more true to uh, you know not the every person is white which is good it brings diversity in um, but in the long run it's the ultimate universe so it sucks <laughs> okay. I, I will I will piggyback on that except for the ultimate universe sucks story uh, the other thing I do like about that I agree with all those statements you made about the positive things about this book uh, the other thing I do like about this book is I feel like it really kind of captures the fun and uh, sort of new discovery of like when when superheroes are created and they're they're done best like it, it kind of taps into that like childhood imagination of like oh what would it be like if I had superpowers and whatnot and you know what I mean it kind of ties into it and like and I'm, this is gonna be my recommendation for the week mm-hmm. but I'll I'll say it a little bit earlier it also reminds me of the book uh, Invincible by uh, Robert Kirkman has very much like especially the early stuff has very much has that like that great feel of the you know what it would be like to kind of you know suddenly end up with superpowers and or you know why you need a secret identity and why there are certain problems that could come arise and like the good with the bad and like I mean it just it harkens back to like that really classic comic book vibe which is what I really kind of dug about this you know I mean with plus with a new character who I think is actually an endearing and fairly realistic modern character and his best friend is kind of awesome and you know awesome enough that they brought him into the the new movie and I and Adam you can speak to this but 
and, and this is what I think everyone is implying. Uh, this is a movie spoiler, by the way. But Donald Glover is essentially playing the Prowler yes, in the film. Is that yeah. the correct assumption? That, that was the, yes. the okay. Easter egg. Was that when uh, when Spider-Man like webs his hand to the car? Mm-hmm. He's like, <clears throat> he's like, oh, I've got my uh, my nephew running around here. I want it to be safe for him. And so the yeah. the, the thing is that we're wondering if maybe we're going to see a Miles Morales in the, the next Spider-Man or mm-hmm. whatnot. So. Um, I'm just really happy because this version of Spider-Man pissed off Bill O'Reilly. So. Oh really? Oh yeah. He's like, oh, they they made Spider-Man black. Now what's next? He's gonna, he gonna be gay? I'm like, sure. Why not? It doesn't. Like, why not? It, he yeah. doesn't exist. <laughs> because, yeah. Because also, it's not the same Spider-Man. It's a completely different character. That that's that's why like I kind of disagree with with Todd's rule where it's like, oh, Spider-Man doesn't have these powers. Well, that's because he's not Spider-Man. He's Miles Morales. He's not Peter Parker. He got bit by a completely different spider. You know, we don't know what kind of other genetic experiments they did to that spider. Uh, t- Todd um, just stuck his tongue out at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fine. But what I'm saying is, you know, this is a completely, this is a completely different character. Sure. This isn't even just the, you know, ultimate Peter Parker. Um, this yeah. is, you know, a completely different character with a completely different power set. Which also, wait, was the number 42 on this spider, or was it 24? I- I think it's 42, if I remember correctly. It is 42, which is yeah. also hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I love Hitchhikers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but you know, so who knows what experiments they did to that spider, because obviously with the camouflage and the, um, like, outward electroshock powers uh-huh. that, that he has. So my um, question is, why do they keep doing all these experiments on spiders? Because I think if, if it sort of fluke worked on one superhero, they want to be able to kind of recreate that and put it in a no, box. No, I hear like, you on that. Part of the I, I guess as someone yeah. who doesn't know the Marvel Universe, and I mean the first thing, like as a reader, and we, we all know the origin of Peter Parker as Spider-Man, but how much do, uh-huh. like, in-universe know this? First off, I, I know the Q's argument is going to be this is Ultimate Comics Universe, so it doesn't fucking matter. Well, that's... But, uh, well, it's good to go now anyways, too, so... Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I think doesn't LexCorp try to do that in the normal universe as well? That they, they try to like reverse engineer, or maybe that's just the movies. Well, so so the the whole thing is that um, Norman Osborn is trying to reverse engineer the Superman. So the kind of the whole idea in the Ultimate Universe, mm-hmm. which keeps the Ultimate Universe going, is they're trying to figure out the Super Soldier formula that that made Captain America Captain America. So that's mm-hmm. how the Hulk became the Hulk because he tried to re-engineer the, the thing and it didn't work and it backfired and it made him the Hulk. They tried to re-engineer um, it and that's what created the mutants. They tried to re-engineer it. It got into a spider and that's what made Spider-Man. So it's all kind of boiling down to that thing. So what they're trying to do again is make these spiders to recreate the super soldier formula. Because obviously the the government is super shady in the Ultimate Universe where they want an an army of super soldiers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And again, that's what makes the Ultimate Universe terrible. I'm not saying there aren't good things in the Ultimate Universe because actually I did like this book. Um, I, I, I I thought this was a much more fresh take on um, Spider-Man, and this is what I would rather have seen in the Ultimate Universe than what we originally got in the Ultimate Universe. Hmm. Are you talking Ultimate or Ultimate Comics? Because well, there's actually two different interpretations. You know what I mean? But it's, it's the same universe. 
It's just that they had to gotcha. rename it Ultimate Comics so that way it wasn't a number one that was already a number one previously. They That's So hard. after Ultimatum, they were trying to rebrand themselves because everyone hated Ultimatum. So they mm-hmm. rebranded themselves Ultimate Comics instead of just the instead of just Ultimate. And uh, that's that's why they you know came out with this new Spider-Man because they were trying to get away from all the bullshit that they pulled previously. Um, yeah. But the the problem is, which is kind of when we go into next week's Age of X storyline, the problem is that there's still the X-Men and the X-Men always gets bogged down by its own continuity because there's so many things that go on yeah. in it. So. Um, like that's the whole like that's the whole problem with kind of the ultimate universe is that they took it in this crazy drastic direction like the fact that the government created mutants and you know they're trying to kill them all or you know whatever um that it just kind of doesn't work because um in not in my opinion the ultimate universe's downfall is that um they try to uh take the f- 50 years of continuity and like smash it into like this little bit and compress it so you could still have similar stories but like just a little bit different and a little bit more fun but when you do that you kind of burn out quicker like it it doesn't feel as natural like they keep like shoving all of these things um, into the ultimate universe that way it you know that way it's you know kind of like when you watch the movie and you're like oh wait oh Donald Glover he's the prowler and you know it's those little easter egg cookies that you know make fanboys freak out mm-hmm. but the problem mm-hmm. is when you continue to do that over and over and over again like you just build this universe too too fast too quickly and then it burns out I gotcha which is why okay. then in in the, the you know the biggest the latest biggest crossover that they just had they got rid of the ultimate universe and just brought Miles Morales into the the regular universe because mm-hmm. he's still an interesting, fun character. Yeah. So they wanted to keep capitalizing on that, so let's just bring him to the regular universe, much like they did at the end of um, uh, Age of Apocalypse, where they brought X-Man, who seemed to be a popular character, into the regular universe. Speaking of Donald Glover, and I don't know how accurate this is, because I read it on Wikipedia, but Wikipedia claims that part of the inspiration for Miles Morales was Donald Glover and Barack Obama, like a combination of the two. I mean, obviously it's a much younger version of Barack Obama, but... I could kind of see it. I also had read somewhere, and I was trying to find somewhere to validate it. But I know that uh, Brian Michael Bendis, one of the key writers in this uh, story mm-hmm. and one of the main editors of it, I know he has several adopted children of several different races, and I know that part of the reason why he wanted to create Miles Morales was to have more representation for his own children as well. Uh, that's why I'd read that somewhere, and I'm, I, I just couldn't verify it enough to say yes, exactly for sure. But I'm pretty certain that's true. And and to be honest, that's that's awesome. That's one mm-hmm. of the reasons that I like the book. I think that I, I think that you know that's a that's a, a great thing to have. I'm glad that it's kind of like uh, when we just read the new Ms. Marvel. I thought again that was great having, yeah. um, you know, someone for these, uh, you know, for, for for these for kids of all ages, races, and whatever mm-hmm. to um, see somebody like them and mm-hmm. to and to and I think that's also why I liked books like Midnighter and the Pride, which weren't necessarily the best books ever but for me it was at least representation and yeah. representation that wasn't super god awful I would say when we, we talked about that in the past especially reading those books is that mm-hmm. uh, it's and no offense to you know, Todd or Brian but you get to see yourselves on TV on comics, oh, in yeah. movies in video games every single day um, and yeah even mm-hmm. though you know we're you know, Q and I are still cis white men like Gay characters aren't out there very much, and it's when you get to see someone like that on the page or see someone like that in a movie or whatever, you connect in a, a way that's hard to explain because you don't get to see that every single day. And that's why, that's again, that's why I loved this Spider-Man so much, even though I I read the wrong book, but I did read this one. <laughs> I read this one individual issues when it came out. Uh, it, it was cool because I, I, I can imagine there is probably 
a little uh, kid out there who has never thought he could be Spider-Man or could be represented, and all of a sudden he's like, oh my god, this is me on the page. And it's really empowering, and it's a really, really cool feeling when, when that can happen for you. Sure. I really enjoyed this book. The um, And I recognize what Adam is saying, and there definitely needs to be that going on and more so. Because, yeah, you look at comics traditionally, and the... Uh, white dude being the superhero or the extremely busty white girl being the superhero is very well represented not a lot else are you saying you need more representation for flat girls yes listen they've got kitty pride that's enough i'm just kidding one's enough <laughs> token is enough okay i got that thank you i'm just kidding so i'm glad you said that but yeah. no no i really enjoyed this miles morales and q's absolutely right this is a new spider-man and what makes it such a great and natural point of changing up the power set because it is a different spider that bit him and everything. And you have the power set chain up. And it flows really well. And this doesn't feel forced. Oftentimes, as you read other things, is we're going to change things up. And it seems to have been a uh, committee decision for some reason to change something up. And it just doesn't have a natural... It's like, oh, look, we tacked this on to make this change. Or whatever the change might be. And you're like, yeah, but that doesn't really um, affect or doesn't inform the character or why is this going on here and this was done extraordinarily well and even the Miss Marvel the way they went about it and have been crafting the, these updates it's a good job as much as Ultimate is hey let's have a new universe that's compressed these characters in themselves the way they were introduced and segued from previous renditions of it was done extraordinarily well and that's probably the best thing about it that I have read in, in my opinion. It's a very strong origin that you can get behind, and at the same time, it is not having any um, disrespect towards the previous incarnation, or pretending like it wasn't there. It's not like you saying, like, here we have one clone's like, oh, the uh, spider clone's a woman now, without a lot of explanation, but here it recognizes the past, and says, this event occurred, we're here now, and as it moves forward, and yeah, I think it was just wonderfully done. I, the only thing I think is interesting is you uh, kind of brought up Camilla Khan, and uh, we talked about Miles Morales here. And in the representation, there's also, and I'm blanking on her name, I'm feeling bad, but the main character in um, Wicked and the Divine, mm-hmm. you almost have sort of three interesting things where, like, Camilla Khan, her religious background informs the plot directly. And in Wicked and Divine, the fact that she is not Persephone. white. We'll just call her Persephone. Persephone, yeah. Persephone yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember her real name, but she becomes Persephone, yeah. But, like, her her racial background and that kind of stuff doesn't have anything to do with it. She's just whoever she mm-hmm. is, and it goes along with the story, and it doesn't play into it. And then Miles Morales kind of falls in the middle a little bit, you know what I mean? Where, like, his his ethnic background kind of plays in the story, but not really, you know what I mean? But he's almost a little bit more on the... We can divide, but it's just kind of interesting, because I, I know that as a cis white male, and uh-huh. I can imagine others, it's easier to latch onto a character like that that's different than you when it's not as completely foreign. And I, But I think in the case of Camilla Khan, they did a really good job of explaining what it was and why that was important and why that fed into the story. So I think it can be done both ways. I just think it's kind of interesting to see those variations on uh, representation. Yeah. So, and yeah, they talk about it's this uh, Miles is this guy from Queens, New York. What does someone from Queens, New York look like these days? Miles. It, well, and so the honest fact of it is, is that, I mean, I'm in California now. I'm used to seeing lots of non-white people. <laughs> and being in Utah a bunch this summer, I kept going... <laughs> Oh wait, there's like just a lot of white people here. Like, and yes. girl, that we, was me all in college. Anytime yeah. that I came home, and I was like, oh yes, there's brown people here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, 
it's a little weird. It really is like it's a little spooky going like there's a lot of white people here. Holy so shit. what's really funny about the we're talking about representation and like the obviously the fact that Miles Morales is a person of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the yeah. one I read, which was the Miles Morales series, actually he has a really big argument with uh, Genki about because Genki's like a heavyset Asian dude, and he's saying it's harder for me to be a heavyset Asian dude than it is for you to be black. And there's a scene where he's like, really? He's like, try walking into a mall and have a security guard follow you around just because. When I was nine years old, I saw an old woman cross the street to avoid walking by me. I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it, it does later on do a good job yeah, of expo- explaining, right. like, because, yeah, look, again, yeah, yeah, Q and I are gay, but we're never, ever going to be able to understand what it's like to, to be profiled because of our race. And um, yeah. I think it's important to bring that out, but I also think it's a the comic does a great job of not hitting you up the face with it, but maybe subtly getting you there to kind of understand, like, hey, this is really important. This is why we're talking about it. For some people, that could be an easier way for them to kind of start to understand what's going on or what, what has been going on and why things like Black Lives Matter is important and stuff. Well, and I think, too, that, like, in a just in a logical way of luring people in who may have a different opinion you know, luring them in with something that is representational, but not necessarily like beating you over the head, and then eventually getting to that point where you can actually have that conversation later is kind of brilliant. But like, I, I do have to say, most one thing I do like, typically about comic book readers, at least all the comic book readers I personally know, mm-hmm. um, is are all really pretty open minded. I think it's because you know, like working in theater and reading comic books, it makes you more empathetic because you see a lot of different people's stories. You know, even if they are just people in capes, you know, there are people trying to do right. You know what yeah. I mean? And there's Having that level of like that many stories, you know, in your day to day life, I think gives people a lot more empathy, and like that's something I kind of like. And I know there are those fanboys who get really upset about changes in continuity or whatever. I just don't luckily happen to know any of them. One thing I do love about the comics community in general, at least everybody I know, is that it is sort of like a, yeah, man, whatever. You know what I mean? Like if it's a good story, it's a good story. I don't really give a shit if the character's black or white or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but. I'm going to segue on and say that I have a cocktail for this mm-hmm. week. Mr. Booze, Mr. Booze, Mr. B-double-O-Z, that's your spell's booze. Because this is Miles Morales' first adventure, I have a cocktail called The Rookie. It's a kiwi margarita, because it just sounded awesome. <laughs> Even though Miles Morales is definitely not old enough to, to drink this. Uh, but it is two ounces of Grand Marnier, one and a half ounces of tequila. Uh, they recommend silver, but it can be whatever. Two ounces of lime juice, two and a half ounces of kiwi simple syrup, and there's a recipe to make all that, and uh, I will throw that in below. Uh, you Lime and fresh kiwi or kiwi berries for garnish and coarse sea salt for the rim. Rim the edge of the glass uh, with a lime wedge and then dip in coarse salt. And a shaker combine the tequila, Grand Marnier, simple syrup, or it's kiwi simple syrup and lime juice with ice shake for about 30 seconds pour over ice uh and then add in your garnish and you're good to go uh q do you have a cocktail yes i do mine is i'm calling it the spider woman uh for our 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 friend jessica drew nice um you mix uh one ounce of watermelon schnapps and one splash of cranberry juice in a shaker pour into a tall ice filled glass uh you muddle one slice of lemon a slice of lime 
uh, a one and a half ounce of tequila, a fourth ounce of blue curacao, and a half ounce of simple syrup into a shaker, then slowly strain into the glass so you're layering it so it is uh, red on the bottom and blue on top. Uh, and Adam, I know you have a cocktail because I just barely received the email of it. And what's really funny is mine's similar to Q's, except mine is blue on the bottom and red on top. There you go. <laughs> uh, so you add one half ounce of blue curacao into a hurricane glass, you fill it with ice, uh, then you add one ounce of vodka, uh, Top it off with Seven Up, and then float some grenadine and a cherry on top. And what do you call uh, that? I call that a spider sting. Awesome. And Todd, yeah. Uh, yeah, the one I'm calling this is called the Wait for It. Um, it's one and a half ounces of Cointreau with one and a half ounces of Sambuca, and you put a few shakes of cinnamon on top of that. So, and then you just put it in a small glass and hit it, and then wait for okay. it. <laughs> cool. And then wait for it. And wait for it. That's my favorite uh, song does from Hamilton. Have a <laughs> uh, nice. Well, then we will go into final grades. Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. So fucking fun. God, please, no! 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 Adam, what is your grade? So, I I remember again, I didn't like uh, talk too much because it's been a while since I read the book because I read the wrong one. Uh, but I did remember I liked it a lot. It was This is one of the, the books that got me back into comics, uh, which, inter interestingly enough, next week is kind of the same story. Uh, Death of Spider-Man was like, the first comic I actually bought as an adult past college and then segue into this uh, I remember I loved it a lot I thought it was really cool I liked uh, the direction they took Spider-Man kind of you know took it back to the high school route so if I remember correctly I would give it an A- um, and if you read the wrong book like I did as well uh, I would also give that one an A- as well <laughs> <laughs> okay Q what's your grade I'm at a B and uh, it's, it's really because it's an ultimate book, which is pretty blatantly uh, um, biased, but it's still fun. Um, you know, it, it, if you enjoy just comic books in general, if you enjoy some Spider-Man, want something a little different, um, it's good, but just realize that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because it's the ultimate universe and that it's already been destroyed, so mm -hmm. who cares? Um, but, uh, yeah. Cool. Um, Todd, what is your grade? I give this as a B as well. I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fairly well done. But I'm not sh I mean, if the next one came around, I'd, I'd probably read the next one, but it's going lower on my pile. It's not a, I've got to read the next one by any means. So, but if I come across it and I've got it, sure. So, yeah, I give it a solid B. Um, and I'm going to go with a B plus. Uh, I probably would have gone a little bit higher. I When I first read this book, I loved it, and I wanted to read all the rest of them, and I jumped into it, and I got... I, I mean, and unfortunately, with the Ultimate Comics situation, I got frustrated because this storyline ends, and I didn't know where to start to follow it. I'm going to have to harass Jeremiah as to what the next step is after reading the Ultimate Comics Miles Morales stuff, because I wanted to start following his story, and all of a sudden, these died up. So I loved it at that point in time. On second reading, it 
didn't quite hold up as much the second time around, but I still think it's a good, solid, fun book. And if you have kids or you're kind of, I mean, this is definitely a really good entry point into it, and I think it has a lot of fun. But yeah, so I, I dug it, so I'm going B+. I already recommended my, uh, or already mentioned my recommendation, so I'll just go with it now. Uh, my recommendation is a book called Invincible. I might have recommended it before, but it's by uh, Robert Kirkman. did, actually, like, I'm, very early in our mm-hmm. run. Yeah, it's just, I, and I'll, I'll do it again now. I don't because it was a long time ago. Part of the thing I like about it is, is it, especially the early books, really tap into that sort of. It's a modern take on what that origin story sort of thing was from like the 50s, and why it's important to have a secret identity and, and you know, all these different things. Like it just, I, I find they're really fun. They're like just kind of pure joy as far as superhero books go. They get I. The whole series has continued to be good. I'm still a very big fan of it, but it does get a little more dramatic. But it, it has some fun plays on the, the superhero genre, um, and I but I just I enjoy it in general. I think it's a really good book. Adam, do you have recommendations? Um, yeah, actually, kind of, kind of uh, interesting one because we're doing comic books. Um, mm-hmm. The new Kesha album is really fucking uh-huh. amazing. Um, so I, I never, which caused me to get uh, straight shamed. I might add. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Uh, it's you know so everyone kind of knows Kesha from like the you know party girl like you know. Rock on songs, uh, you know she she did sue her producer for sexual assault. Uh, that all went south. Um, this is kind of her comeback album as far as getting back at that and just re- kind of reclaiming her life. Mm-hmm. It's surprisingly country in a lot of parts. She actually has a duet with Dolly Parton. Hmm. Uh, it's very uh-huh. out there and very in your face and very strong pro feminism, um, and it's really fucking good. Like I was I was kind of blown away by how good it is. So. Uh, it just dropped on Apple Music and everything. Uh, well, that when this comes out a couple weeks ago. Uh, but I can't stop listening to it. And I've never been a Kesha fan, but we actually got tickets to go see her. So uh, if you have not listened to this and you want to just hear a really cool and really parental advisory album, <laughs> uh, go for it because it's really good. Two things. I don't, one of them I don't know if I've told you or not before, but one is that Jess's ex uh, was a songwriter. He's done a couple songs for like uh, Miley Cyrus and a bunch of things. Like So he was in that scene for quite a while and so Jess knew of Kesha. I don't know if she ever met her, but Kesha was actually a known songwriter for quite a while who's writing stuff for Rihanna and a bunch of other stuff. So having her have a song... I mean, it's like, oh, hey, someone who writes songs for other people suddenly puts out a really great album. Doesn't shock me. And a lot of that sort of party girl stuff that she put on was for publicity oh, and was for sales. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? And this is probably a little bit closer to it. But the other story that I think is just funny because it's such a hipstery fucking story is uh, I went and saw, I went to the Palladium to see um, Fleet Foxes, which, yes, I know how hipster that is for those of you who know who Fleet Foxes are. So halfway through the show, and Fleet Foxes is sort of like a, a folky, baroque kind of band. You know what I mean? And I love them, don't get me wrong, but it was like hipsters beyond hipsters everywhere. Like there was so much plaid and so many beards, it was ridiculous. So halfway through the show, the lead singer stops the show, just pauses for a second, and goes, so was anyone here last night? And the crowd cheers. And he goes, no, no, no. And you have to do this with hipsters. He has to go, no, not being ironic, was anyone seriously here last night? And, like, two people raised their hand. And he's like, okay. He goes, so these two people will get it. I'll explain for the rest of you. He goes, last night Kesha was here. And he goes, backstage there is fucking glitter everywhere. <laughs> like, you can't go. <laughs> it's like, it is just fucking everywhere. So it's like this whole, like, he goes on this whole thing about how everywhere they go backstage, there's just glitter. So anyway, I thought that was pretty entertaining. Todd, what's your recommendation? I'm going to go back to the comic book side of things. Um, I don't know if I've recommended this before, but I've been rereading um, Injustice from DC. Um, it's a comic book run that ties in with the video games. So, but the first series from the original Injustice takes place about five years before the first game takes off. 
And really, it's the story of um, Superman kind of breaks because the Joker's a bad guy. And then it, watched the wor- it watches the world under a fascist Superman and how that looks. And it's really fucking amazing. You should read it because it does a great job of people really getting pitted against each other and a change of ideologies. Yeah, really- the game's amazing. The game has a really cool storyline, too. So Right. The storyline of the game is great, but the comics definitely stand on their own. It's not just a companion piece. They're fantastic. So, um, yeah, Injustice, Gods Among Men. So you've got super... The um, beginning of Injustice, how it starts out basically, is the Joker um, gets the fear toxin and gets it on Superman, and he Superman thinks that Lois Lane is somebody else, and she is pregnant, and Superman kills Lois Lane and figures out, um, and then realizes what he's done. So he proceeds to rip the heart out of the Joker and says, I'm done playing nice by these rules. I'm doing it my way now. And that's how the show begins. So, but yeah. Oh. yeah. Read that. It's great. There's like ten trades. There's a lot. It's good. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, and Q, do you have a recommendation? So, even though it's now been like weeks since we were all together, <laughs> um, when... When I uh, wrote all of this up and when I read this, we were still in Utah. So my recommendation was fucking Lagoon. Oh, so much fun! I had so much fun. Um, It had been a while since I had been to um, an amusement park in general. Uh Um, And I'm still trying to see if I can get over to King's Dominion, which is the theme park over here, before it closes. Um, And... Uh, you know, out here we have what's called the the King's Dominion rule, which is why schools don't start until after Labor Day. In fact, this is the first year that Southern Maryland um, is is also not starting until after Labor Day, but all of the schools like over in Virginia um, have that. So um, anyway, it was just a lot of fun. I I enjoy a good roller coaster. I enjoy a good water ride. I enjoy day drinking. Um, <laughs> It was it was just a lot of fun. So um, you know, it's still summer, kids. I mean, so this comes out. Yeah, this comes out at the at the end of end August. of August. Yeah. So you, know, you still have maybe one or two weekends left. Go have you some fun. Yeah. We had a great well, Lagoon, time. if I remember correctly, is open on weekends up through October. Uh, they, so they got some time. Last weekend is well. Last year was uh, I think uh, Halloween is the last day they're open. Yeah, and and, yeah. and Kings Dominion is the same. It ha- it has a similar Halloween thing that goes on where it's just open on the weekends. But yeah, mm-hmm. it it closes during the week after Labor Day. So uh, go and go enjoy, kids. It's the end of the summer. Oh, I just saw something. Q's gonna hate. <laughs> oh, okay. Shit, <laughs> well. So this leads me into, I'm looking at, uh, next week, uh, we start our new month of September, which is we're doing, as seen on TV, we're all doing comic books that are associated with recent television shows. Uh-huh. I'll go through that first before I tell you what Q is going to hate. So we're going to start out with Age of X, which ties into the Legion TV series, uh, followed by we're going to do the new version of Archie. We're going to do volume one of that, which ties into the Riverdale show. Uh, then we're going to do Green Arrow, uh, run by Kevin Smith, specifically the Quiver storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a few books. If you... Uh, Todd and I have the same copy where it has a few issues beyond that. We'll figure out what Adam reads, and then we'll all count out or whatever that <laughs> ends up being. Um, and then we're going to read Powers, which was a, a TV series on uh, the X PlayStation Network. Um, that It's a book that I've loved for a long time. It's been like, I think it's been third on our books to potentially do on this show like for a long time. Anyway, that's what we're going to do. So join us next week, and we're going to be doing Age of X. Now, for the thing that Q is going to hate... Mm-hmm. We're going to have five episodes in the month of October. 
because I was looking at how many days there are. Oh, so uh, we have the, horror theme. Yes. We, we're for Halloween October, which we're going to be coming up with books for that soon. There are going to be five weeks, so Q's going to be sick for a very long time. Apparently, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably be sick for two, at least two of those weeks. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I have one that I think we should do for October that I think you'll actually be okay with. So we'll see what we can do. But okay. anyway, I just saw that I was like five weeks in October. I'm like, oh, Q's going to be pissed. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> well, anyway, so thank you very much for joining us. Uh, unless anybody else has anything else, we'll uh, we'll go for now. And we'll see you next week for Age of Sounds X. Sounds like a plan. Uh, yep. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you much. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.